Do you remember that electric truck that caught fire roughly a week ago now in Melbourne? Cement Australia's disgraceful greenwashing, together with what I would categorise as the dodgiest EV conversion ever, by a company called J. Anus. I think that's how you probably pronounce it. J.A. Nuss located, of course, up here in New South Wales at a beautiful scenic spot, Centrelink by the sea. If you were dead from the neck up on that day, a Kenworth Holland, not hogs, but cement, went into full plasma cutter mode on the Westgate Freeway down there, just after dragging its sorry electrified ass up and over the Westgate Bridge on Tuesday the 28th of November. It caused complete traffic chaos as you might imagine and it belched a giant toxic cloud up into the air about 1500 metres from the nearest school and about 3 k's from the Melbourne Central Business District. This incident is even worse than I initially reported mainly because you paid for it, dude, and so did I. The only reason that truck was there belching that toxic crap endlessly was because of a taxpayer-funded green government handout. You paid to be entertained in this way. So suck it up, literally, Melbourneian dude. I'm Tommy Durkin from AutoExpert.com.au, new cars, cheap, Australia-only website. Card. First up, before we get started, props to Lego for moving with the times and having that plastified finger on the pulse. Who doesn't want the full Lego hazmat collection for Christmas? I know I do. May not be real Lego, sadly. Next, let me say a heartfelt thank you to the delightful troll whom I ultimately blocked in the comments who posted dozens of freaking times. Truth bombed would be more accurate, perhaps. Anyway, words to the effect that the only battery truck in the cement Australia fleet actually operates only in New South Wales, and I should therefore apologise to Cement Australia, to Jay Anus, and to ambient humanity in general, as well as be tarred and feathered and then burned at the stake and fed to sharks, and generally handed as much sundry community opprobrium as society is prepared to hand over. Who doesn't want that? Also, this video is sponsored by Novated Lease Australia. Cutting right to the chase, if you're an employee, a Novated Lease is generally the cheapest way to own a car. It's that simple. It's cheaper than conventional car finance and even cheaper than paying cash. With a Novated Lease, you don't pay the GST, up to a maximum saving of $6,191. That's a limit set each year by the government. This is a huge saving up front. It's the only way of which I'm aware for an employee to say goodbye GST on a brand new car. So there's that. You can include all of the running costs in a novated lease as well. Things like fuel, insurance, servicing, new tyres, etc. So 
you're not going to pay the GST on these things either. A novated lease even reduces your taxable income and it uses some money that you would normally pay as income tax from your pre-tax salary to make the payments on your car. You don't even need to use the car for work, like you can use it for work, but it can be exclusively for your own private use as well. It can even be a used car up to seven years of age. For more information, click this card uh, somewhere up there or the link in the description, which is also pinned at the top of the comments, or you can go to my website, autoexpert.com.au and click the Novated Lease link in the menu. In this report, electric trucks are a greenwashing scam and it's worse than even I thought. Your tax dollars paid for that fire in Victoria, so I do hope it was worth it in terms of its intrinsic hazmat hilarity. I'm going to show you the evidence that this was indeed an electric truck in full plasma mode, and then I'm going to tell you why this sucks ass, as they say quite colourfully, with only one U, in America. And I'm going to deal with some commenters right at the end, and I always like dealing with commenters. So, here we go. Cement Australia will convert prime movers to battery electric vehicles. That's a headline from Prime Mover magazine on May the 30th this year, and I cannot wait to hear more. Cement Australia has been awarded grant funding to lease 24 batteries and convert six diesel prime movers in its Melbourne fleet to electric drivetrain. Backed by the Zero Emissions Vehicles Commercial Sector Innovation Fund, Cement Australia will also install swap-out charging infrastructure with a minimum of three charging units. So that would be a total of six of these rolling hazmat disasters in Melbourne. Well, obviously five now, but six just a week or so ago. It's not just one in New South Wales is the point I'm trying to make. Importantly, how much money are we talking about here? CSIF is a $5 million program that seeks to accelerate the uptake of zero emissions vehicles technology in commercial settings, including the commercial passenger vehicle, freight and infrastructure industries. Five million buckaroonies. Yippee-ki-yay, mother lovers. Presumably there are, I don't know, terms and conditions associated with all of this money. Cement Australia will then complete a trial demonstration stage for 12 months, which will include the testing and observation of performance of battery electric vehicle prime movers in 24-hour operation, maintenance and repair requirements of battery electric vehicles, training of personnel and reliability and wear and tear of charging infrastructure. Hmm. Testing and observation of performance. Absolutely fucking spectacular performance so far, especially last week. 13 points out of a possible 10 for the sheer spectacularity of the performance last Tuesday. It was like Cirque du Soleil in hell. I couldn't look away, dude. Maintenance and repair requirements. Well, a complete new truck, preferably a more reliable diesel, or a complete rebuild of the burned one with all new parts and 
Of course, a repave of the road, that should do it, if you include, of course, a sincere letter of apology to the 20,000 inconvenienced motorists and the, let's call it, 5,000 people who breathed the toxic shit just because they happened, perchance, to be downwind at the time. That's about it, I think. Still, I expect there will be naysayers out there who will claim endlessly that this could not have been an electric truck. J. Anus Fire causes traffic chaos in Melbourne. Oh well. Truck and bus news there. 30th of November, two days after the Todd Road exit rolling crematorium taxpayer trial. Australian electric truck startup modifier J. Anus has suffered another major setback with another of its modified battery swap trucks catching fire this week. The truck, a J. Anus modified Kenworth Prime mover hauling a single bulk cement trailer for Cement Australia, caught a light on a major Melbourne freeway that caused major traffic disruptions while firefighters battled to extinguish the runaway blaze. Okay, so when they say another major setback, they're referring to that fateful day in July, I think it was, of 2022, when a prototype battery truck in the J. Anus factory managed to burn itself more or less to the ground, giving the local population some much-needed fire and rescue entertainment as they queued endlessly outside Centrelink by the sea. This report seems quite unequivocal vis-à-vis the powertrain, at least to me. However, upliftingly, there is also an orgy of evidence that this truck defecating pyromaniacally in its trousers was in fact an EV. And I think I speak for humanity when I say a good evidence orgy is always rather nice to participate in or even just watch. Firstly, Cement Australia's fleet of Kenworths is typically painted white. This one is green, which it seems is reserved for their rolling hazmat disasters, which is marketing genius right there, if you ask me. Secondly, Cement Australia seems quite keen to advertise the fire hazard potential of these vehicles using the words electric vehicle in white down there near the headlight. And although it's illegible at this distance, those words do appear to be right there in this screen grab from Nine News. Thirdly, speaking of Nine, they posted widely on their socials that, quote, an electric cement truck has burst into flames in Port Melbourne, blah, blah, blah. If untrue, this is quite the gaff even for nine. They also mentioned the word battery in the televised news bulletin. So there's that. Fourth, or is that fifth? I'm not sure. The aggressive horizontal flames down low on the truck's right-hand side, which is on the left when you're looking at the screen, are a battery fire dead giveaway. That's the source of the blaze, dude. It can only be a battery off-gassing during catastrophic thermal runaway. The fire above those horizontal flames is simply the rest of the truck just catching fire. The battery is little Lucifer here, quite literally, pretty clearly. And fifth, here's an aftermath shot from Fire and Rescue Victoria's Facebook page. 
that dirty big black rectangular thing with the horizontal bits on it between the wheels, it's not a diesel fuel tank, dude. It's Jay Anus's battery module, the kind that goes in by forklift. And if I'm not mistaken, that little rectangular aperture right there, that is where one of the forks goes. And finally, sixth or whatever we're up to, as if we need any more confirmation, there's something a diesel Kenworth would typically have, which would be as conspicuous as the balls on a big black canine, especially from this angle. And it's simply not there in this shot. Can you spot its absence, I wonder? The trademark Kenny twin exhaust stacks are missing, dude. So when you add these six or seven things up, whatever there are, there's this tool in critical thinking, it's called Occam's Razor, and it is basically the adjustable wrench of correct answer finding. Basically, Occam's Razor says that in the absence of compelling evidence to the contrary, the simplest answer is likely the right one. Like, if it's walking like an electric truck and quacking like a freaking electric truck, it's probably not a diesel duck, is it? So... There's a couple of problems here, right? They're obvious, but I'm going to spell them out anyway. The first one is running this mad, unsafe experiment in public. Kind of a no-no. Because clearly it's dangerous to do this. And to me, that's just fucked. That would be like Boeing developing a new 797, building a prototype and putting paying passengers on it from Sydney to London and just figuring all the problems out in flight. What the fuck could possibly go wrong? This is that. Running this experiment in public is unacceptable. This is only being allowed because senior government dipshits greenlight basically every electric initiative. Like throw away the rule book, checks and balances. I don't think we need that. Let's change just one variable here and do a little thought experiment, shall we? Have this meltdown instead of out in the open. Let's have it in the Burnley fucking tunnel and see what happens. Because, hey, it's just 15 minutes down the road to that tunnel. And then there's the failure rate, right? The prototype and now an operational example of this quote-unquote technology have now both summoned Satan and his full fire and fucking brimstone hazmat cabaret in the space of 18 months. That is statistically unacceptable and emblematic, in my view, of disgraceful engineering like, dude, what systematic protection? Think about the hundreds of recalls on cars issued every year without a single incident actually occurring, just being done as a preventative sort of protective measure for society. This is the polar opposite of that. This is what playing tennis without a fucking net looks like. It screams dodgy brothers at worst and... Years more R&D required before public deployment, at best. Questions about this should be asked in Parliament, especially in light of giving five million bucks of your money to these clowns to put society at risk. 
but I suspect they won't be because senior government jerk-offs want to think battery vehicles are going to convey us all to green utopia. And please don't ask questions about Australia being the biggest exporter of coal and liquefied natural gas on the frickin' planet. Electric utopia does not exist, and it can only be greenwashed into imaginary existence right now in the middle of the golden age of bullshit. And it can only be done by using nauseating so-called sponsored content, such as this gem from Big Rigs. Sponsored content, of course, is what happens when you lock editorial integrity and your duty to the audience in a safe and you write whatever nonsense you're told to write in exchange for cash. Another reason this is just ever so slightly fucked up is J.A. Nuss is in the business of taking new and near-new prime movers and converting them over to battery electric vehicles. So if we take the outrageous public unreliability and the risk to one side and just table them for a moment, the concept of doing this is still ridiculous. They're taking a modern truck which complies with current emission standards and is therefore one of the cleanest freight vehicles on our roads. That's what we're starting with. And then they're going to ditch the combustion powertrain and add 600 kilowatt hours of batteries, okay? And now they're going to do it aided and abetted by taxpayer funds, which is like a free kick paid for by you to businesses like Cement Shitsville, which are huge and could afford to do this anyway if it made real financial sense. And this is apparently a red-hot priority, for the Minister for Thought Balloons and Green Fantasies. And at exactly the same frickin' time, we're committed to doing essentially jack shit about the epidemic of old trucks rolling on our roads, which typically operate in our cities, moving containerized freight from ports at the coast to logistics warehouses in the boonies across the places we all live. These old trucks typically have few or no emissions controls. Many have none. So they belch their toxic pollution all over the city wherever they go. It's just how they roll. This place, therefore, really is the national monument to the death of integrity in public life. Oh, John, just watched the video on the cement truck fire. It seems the big elephant in the room, of course. Not weighing more than it's allowed 44 tonnes may have been overlooked. Word on the street is to get these trucks under 44 tonnes, they may have to use smaller batteries that got a little warm while making the journey up the bridge. Kindest regards, Anonymous. That's from you, one of you at least, who declined to be named. This sounds quite plausible to me, so if you're in the trucking industry and you know more, do share anonymously if you like in the comments below. John, I thought you would know that it was a concrete truck and you should know the difference even if Jolanists do not. Interesting, Dan2304. It's a cement truck, dude, not a concrete truck. And there is a substantial difference. Specsavers.com.au. I recommend them for more on that one. It is not pronounced J-A-N-U-S. I believe the J 
is silent. <laughs> Thank you, PA93. Accuracy in journalism is, of course, so important. I did just check up on this. This is a weighty issue, and it seems we are both wrong, dude. The J is not silent, nor is there an overemphasis on the anus. I do hate it when anyone overemphasizes the anus, but don't get me wrong, dude, it is anatomically quite important. We just need to put it in its place, I suppose. I rang the co-founders, Hugh and Stephanie Janus, and it is Janus. Janus, okay? They set me straight on that straight away. Well, like Hugh did. I couldn't locate Steph for corroboration. I didn't have much time. Hugh no longer works in the business, disappointingly. He's a really nice bloke, too. Hugh Janus. Imagine that. Not even slightly two-faced, incredibly. Look it up, dude. Janus and two-faced. Do I look like some sort of mythology diagram drawer? Christ. So I call him, right, Hugh, and he says, just call me Hugh, dude. That's what he says to me on the phone, like off the bat. And I couldn't for some reason. I had to keep using his full name, Hugh Janus. I don't know why. He told me that he gets this a lot, dude. He did. He was the only kid at school, he said, who never got a proper nickname. It left this horrible scar on his psyche being excluded like that too. That's probably why he's such a good fighter. His daddy left home when he was three and didn't leave much for his ma or he. Just an old guitar and an empty bottle of booze, etc. Dude. Before he left, he went and named him Hugh. Same old story, really. Grew up fast, grew up mean, his fist got hard and his wits got keen. Life ain't easy for a boy named Hugh. Not when Janus is your surname anyway, obviously. Then he started the business, you know, things took a promising turn for a time, but his role on the front line as business development manager ultimately proved untenable. Like, on the phone, the phone would ring, people would call, they'd want to do business, it would ring endlessly and he'd answer, Hugh Janus, how can I help you? And this would go on like, I don't know, hundreds of times every week. Politicians and business leaders would decline to introduce him at official functions. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Hugh Janus. Nobody wants to MC that, dude. He was busting his ass. He couldn't take the stress, could you? It was hurting the bottom line. One day, he just cracked. He got sick of being the butt of all those jokes. He packed up his shit and wiped his hands clean. It nearly wrecked him. Hugh went back to college, quietly, after that. He studied hard and he pursued his childhood dream. He became a baker and moved to Adelaide, set up shop in Randall Road, Morford Vale, just between Sexyland and Butopia. Look it up on Google Maps, dude. It's right there, near the charcoal chicken place. You know where I mean, dude. It's become a world-renowned bakery. People travel from everywhere to see it. They really do. There's a queue outside every day. Everyone wants a selfie outside Hugh Janus's best buns. The business is renowned for its chocolate logs. Best damn chocolate logs in all of Morford Vale. 20 years in a row now. They've got plaques up on the wall. Nobody lays a chocolate log like Hugh Janus.
He even started a family, you know, and life is pretty good now, thankfully. Hugh Jr. even minds the shop at weekends these days. And guess what? Little Hugh, as he's known, he can fight too. Go figure. <laughs>